Welcome to Leadership Backstage, a series of unique conversations with leaders about their role today and tomorrow. Hi, my name is Tricia Schroeder-Hohenwald. I am an executive coach, an organizational consultant, and the owner of DSH International HR. Another podcast about leadership, seriously? Yes, but somehow different. Over the years, I have been involved in lots of discussions about leadership. What it is, what it is not, what it will be, what it should be, and so on. But from my perspective, far too little open discussions have taken place with leaders about this subject. This is what I want to change here. I want to give leaders a voice, listen to what they say, and see what we can all learn from each other. And also, I have worked with many great leaders in the confidential space of our coaching sessions. But this time, it's not a conversation behind closed doors. The leaders here have accepted to share their thoughts openly, and I hope you will enjoy this backstage view on leadership. Christiane, it's, it's very nice to, to have you in this podcast and I'm very happy that we had the chance of so many, many months of trying to find a, <laughs> a moment to have this conversation that we finally made it. Mm. So thank you very much for your very special guest today. And um, Christiane, could you please, for our guests, um, introduce yourself and your, your role and the company you work with? First of all, thank you very much that I'll have the opportunity to talk to you. I'm very, um, yeah, very delighted to do that and very happy about it to have um, the chance and the opportunity. Yeah, my name is um, Christiane Leibach. I'm uh, the chairwoman of the management board of DG. I think that in itself needs probably some explanations yes, uh, probably. for the people that, that might listen. Yeah, so my DG, maybe I want to start with that. DG is, a, as we call it, a development finance institution, which means we are involved in international development policies, that we work with the um, private sector in emerging and developing countries. Uh, we provide finance in terms of debt or in terms of equity to local corporates, to local banks, to project financings for infrastructure and we are involved in private equity funds and in equity investments in general. It's a very special field, obviously. We are not, uh, we are not the only development finance institution in the world, to put it that way. way. There are quite a few bilateral institutions, for example, from other European countries, but as well from the US, from Canada. And there are multilateral institutions that do kind of the same work as we do. For example, maybe some known to some people, it's IFC, which is a subsidiary of the World Bank, which is the largest multilateral institution working with the private sector. So we are an institution uh, about 60 years old. Uh, we were founded in 1962. We are today, and for some years already, part of the KFW Banking Group. KFW is a very large development bank in Germany, government-owned, who does a lot of international work as, as with us as DEG as well as domestic uh, financing in another part of, of their business. Yeah, and we, as I said, we, we, are, we are around for quite some time, and uh, it's, a, it's a very interesting and, um, and, uh, and, and work that is uh, very thrilling for all of us, I think all mm -hmm. our staff, and including myself. And um, I have been with uh, DEG now for almost five years, um, and since last year I'm the chairwoman of the management board. Uh, my history in terms of my career goes back that I have been working for the KFW group in various functions for more than yeah. 25 years now. Yes, yeah, so we'll, we'll have a look at this. Yes, yes but yes. with uh, DEG, as said, I'm, I'm only yeah. here for like four or five years only because people tend to stay quite long here that's why i'm saying only four or mm. five years yes. and the chairwoman maybe of the management board needs some explanation yes it's not too. ceo it's not ceo in uh, in the in the sense uh, as we know it from very lots of anglo-saxon companies and corporate governance uh, we are three individuals on the executive management board i'm one of them we have a supervisory board with non-executive members 
And from the three people of, uh, of on the management board, I'm, I'm as I said, the chairwoman, which means basically that I'm the um, I'm the person who has uh, who has a, has a special function with the supervisory board, with entertaining it in, in the sense of liaising very closely with it, as well as being more or less the, the face to the world in in its in its in its sense. Mm. Very interesting. Isn't the first time that the DG has a, a woman in this position? It is the first time, um, and I think what we are in particular proud of that I'm not the only woman of the uh, of the management board. But as I said we are three executives, and out of the three, we have two women. Wow. So we didn't make only make the step at having a chairwoman, a female chairwoman, but as well another female member of the management board. So I think we are one of the very few company and in yes. particular banking or financial institutions where we have two-thirds on our management board being uh, women and one man. Wow. Wow. Do you feel, so, so now that we are uh, talking about this uh, subject, maybe maybe you can cover that. Does it make any difference to be a woman in this position? Do you feel it's, it's something special? Uh, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a very broad question, obviously. I mean, I think it still makes a difference, yeah, because just the uh, just looking at it, that a lot of people asking it, yeah, is it is it new? Is it the first time as yes. you did? Yes. Means that it is still obviously something which is a bit special, yeah. yeah. So it, it attracts more attention in mm -hmm. a way, yeah. Um, and um, yeah, but I think the other part is, which is not only linked to being on a management board or not, that in, in our world of finance institutions, there are quite a few women uh, in particular, in, uh, but in, when it comes to senior executive positions, um, I think a lot of time we are still in the minority. And um, so it is still that you meet and I meet in my daily life when I'm meeting other executives, when I'm meeting uh, clients or whatever. It's still the case that you meet more men than women. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, tell us a bit about your, your journey in the leadership mm -hmm. role because the, the, the podcast today is um, around the topic of leadership. Mm -hmm. And you've been a leader for quite a while. You're a very, mm, very mm. experienced leader. Mm. And uh, let's go back to when when you started. There were probably not so many women mm. in those roles. Mm. And um, what was the most interesting experience for you? Yeah, it's a, it was a long time ago. Ago that is that is very true. I think it was like nineteen. I don't even exactly remember the the. the exact year but I think it was 1996 yeah, mm -hmm. it was 1996 mm. and as you as you as you already hinted is it was at the time it was it was still more unusual way more unusual than today mm -hmm. it was a small team I, I think we I had like six or seven eight people in my team and um, yeah I was I was thrilled and dedicated and uh, quite honestly when I look back at the start of my career if, if you'd ask me the, if I ever had from the very beginning the intention to become a leader and to become a member of an executive board I didn't really have quite honestly this clear picture I think I was ambitious and I wanted to have a very interesting uh, job and, and a job I like to be that that uh, where I would feel engaged and motivated, but I didn't have this very very clear vision of where where it leads me to. Yeah? Mm -hmm. And so when when this first position came up, I think I was more I was more busy with um, trying to find my way, getting my team organized, finding this this um, this way of being not one of a group of other people but outstanding in that way mm -hmm. which was um, new to me but in the small team it wasn't still still not yet as pronounced in terms of leadership you you work very closely with my team members and sure I was the boss to, boss to put it that way but on the other side it was a small team you had a very personal relationship to to your people so it didn't feel exactly as being leadership yeah mm -hmm. 
that started, I think, for me more than when I did take the next step, which was in the early 2000s then, where I then grew into the on the next level, and uh, I think it were like 25 people at the time that were in three or four different teams in my business unit. I, uh, I was uh, the head of at the time. And there I started the first time to understand that it's, that I'm now really in a different role and that it, it really turns into leadership. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Because you don't have this close relationship, working relationship to, your, to, your, to the team in itself. You, you lead other leaders, you mm -hmm. lead team leaders, which is different. You're still trying to, to, be, uh, to, to um, create policies for the whole unit, but it's not anymore about, you can't lead anymore that much about an, an, an intense personal relationship. You, you have to find other ways and other means of bringing the people behind you, of uh, motivating them, of trying to find a strategy for the group, to, which hopefully turns out to be successful. So there, I think it started for me where I, where I felt what, what leadership is about or how I can grow into it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you wanted to have more of that? Yes, I think I did. I mean, I, I, I think what helped me honestly to, to, uh, to have that idea was uh, when, I, when I took over this first um, position, I took it over at the moment, it was uh, three months before 9-11. Um, that is in that way important because the, f the, the position I took over was the head of aviation finance for, for the KFW group. Yeah? And since after 9-11, the whole aviation industry got in a very much a turmoil. And so we had a lot of issues to deal with restructuring and it was pretty, pretty tough. I mean, that was for the whole aviation mm -hmm. world at the time. Yeah? Mm -hmm. And before it has been a, quite a successful business but not really in, in bad weather or in heavy heavy storms or whatever and that turned around from from one day to the other yeah and um, if anybody had told me before that this would happen to me and to everybody else three months after I had taken up the position I would have probably said no I'm not able to do that that is way too much for me I'm not good enough or not clever enough or whatever I'm not prepared for, for handling that mm -hmm. but now I was there in the situation and when you are in a situation you're just trying to deal with it yeah mm -hmm. and um, in that moment I think I that was the other part where I understood more about what it is about more into growing into a role of leadership uh, and how it shapes you when you go to more a crisis situation, what you learn about yourself and how that helps you to create your leadership style and your personality in terms of being a leader. And that was in that sense a very, it was a tough, um, tough moment at the time. But when I look back, I think it was one of the decisive moments of my, of my career in the sense when I managed to do it uh, with, with all the people around me and we all together were able to manage it, that uh, this might be really something I can grow into even more. Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, very nice. Would you like to share a few of the learnings that you got from this situation? So, so, uh, so leading in a crisis situation and, and, and having to grow in this situation, no other choice, you're there, just do it. So what was your, your learning at that time? So one, two, or three things that, that are really yeah, key for I, you. I think what I learned from of myself more is that I I can withstand that, that I can deal with it. Mm -hmm. It's not that you don't have uh, difficult moments with it, but in the end I I could I have a certain calm I think, which which means I can I can take strength out of that and mm -hmm. I think other people look at me then of be, be as being a strong person mm -hmm. because I can somehow weather these storms yeah so I understood that um, yeah somehow people trust me yeah probably both in terms of what I know in terms of expertise and know-how but I guess as well in terms of personality mm -hmm. and that I think um, that I think helped me yeah, to understand that um, these kind of roles, yeah, somehow, somehow I can deal with it and, and I can do it and I can be good in it. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, that was the one part. 
Um, the other part is I think you, you understand in these uh, more difficult situations what it is about with your relationship in a, in a team and in a larger team and how you depend on each other and how important it is to have the, a good spirit with the people and motivation plays a, lots of a role. Looking forward plays a lot of role mm -hmm. in, because in such a situation people, some people at least tend to get yeah, depressed even or at least uh, not, not delighted about their jobs. Yeah. But uh, even in these situations, to create an idea of what can be done, what can be grown again out of this crisis, which is maybe better than before, and to show a certain optimism, but still a realistic path to get there, I think that's one of the couple of the things I, I experienced at the time. Yeah. Mm. Wow, that's mm. beautiful. Mm. Tell us about the, the next steps. Yeah, the next steps uh, um, was uh, how many years later? I assume it was like it was like six, six, seven years later, where I then took the next step, which was already um, the position of a member of an executive board uh, at another subsidiary of KFW Food called mm. KFW IPEX Bank. Um, which came a bit by surprise um, because not because I didn't think that I might be one of one one of the of the options chosen if there was a position open yeah but that the position became open was very uh, very surprising at the moment and so I uh, it was um, yeah very new and very yeah as I said it's very surprising when I was asked if I wanted to have this position yeah. And so I didn't have much time before, and I hadn't thought about it before, quite honestly, too much, if I ever wanted to do something like that. And I didn't have much time to decide uh, yes or no. Yeah? Because it changes when you are um, in an executive position and part of a board. You have way more responsibilities um, in terms of your job, in terms of the company, in terms of responsibilities and so on and so forth, and even legally, whatever. I mean, it's a really different yeah, picture. It's a different step. It's yeah. a different step than just making in a, in a company a next step, but still being beyond, uh, below the, the board. Yeah. So I didn't have much time to think about it. Yeah? And uh, maybe sometimes that helps because <laughs> then you decide either you do it or you don't. Uh, and then you have to try to, to, make, to, make, uh, to make something good uh, out of it. And uh, it, uh, it, as I said, I mean, it changes your role. It's, um, it changes, um, yeah, I mean, you, you have even looser which I always found a little, um, yeah, making this career has not only upsides, had downside. One downside a little is that you have to work hard to still have, um, in that sense, relationships, direct relationships with people. And as, mm. as more you get on a board level, mm. you lose that more and more because you can't really cope with it anymore. Mm. And um, so that was always something I, I, I liked a lot. And when you are an, an executive board member, it, there's more of a distance then, which yes. which is created, which is hard to overcome. It can overcome in parts, but it's not anymore that easy to overcome it. Yeah, mm. and so that that was different. It was different that you that I was in a group with other board members where you had to, yeah, where you had to come to a common opinion and 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 in, in terms of uh, bringing the company forward and the strategy. Yeah, and, and but on but the really chances are that you have more 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 ways of creating something. Yeah, you have more possibility to to find new ways to change things, to to, to implement new strategies, to to work with different people or whatever. So it gives you way more freedom. Is probably the, the wrong word, but it gives you more ability uh, possibilities to, to, to be really creative and, and, and making a step forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and a greater impact. And a greater impact yeah. for sure. Yeah. 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 It w what was the, the, the function that you had at that time? At that time, I was uh, uh, I was um, I was changing a bit uh, um, um, the role, which which I learned a lot from. Uh, but I first felt a little unsecure if I wanted to do that because I was always in the, in, on the business side and the market side and um, maybe not everybody knows but banks today have to have by regulatory 
um, by, by rules and regulations whereby the banking supervisories, uh, you have to have people that are dedicated to the market side and people that are dedicated to working on the, on the, uh, the risk controlling and the credit and the finance side. Mm -hmm. And I'd always been on the client relationship side and the market side. And that yeah. was my first time that I, that I changed to the, to the side of, uh, of um, credit risk and, and finance. So it was more than one change for me. It was suddenly being a board member and it was that I was really having to deal with different things. Yeah? It's very unusual, yeah, it's very unusual and I don't know if that happens at all too often that somebody is asked to be a board member two or steps. two steps in one, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I think it worked because I knew the company in general so well at the time, otherwise I think it's really rather difficult and nobody would do that, yeah. Uh, but it worked because, as I said, I knew the company, knew the business very well, and so you can learn the rest as well. Yeah, but it had, had kind of two steps in one. Yeah, and um, that again, I mean, it was it was a time when banking regulation was um, was very much in a in a change, and and we got way more strict and way more policies um, uh, were created. So I think it was in that sense for me helpful. Um, that I started right at that point and all with was new developments everybody had to get used to and get to know and build up know our own expertise so I wasn't that much in a different field than other people yeah? mm. and on the other side that was really um, that really was was very good was uh, that um, yeah I learned a lot about that side of banking as well and mm. I think that's one thing I think is very very important and one of the things I I always like to people to push for if they really want to make a career it is really good if you whatever business or industry you are in if you if you learn more than one side of the business yes. yeah. because I think leaders um, besides the personnel and, and other uh, qualities um, I think it's very very helpful when you when you know more sides of the business mm -hmm. than just one yeah. but what what I noticed the way you talk about it is that lots of people trusted you mm. to do more than you're doing now, pushing you to go yeah. to move forward in your career, and you didn't even think about it. It's just like each time being surprised. Oh, you need me for a larger <laughs> position, bigger or more responsibility? Oh, I didn't think about it. How does it come? Yeah, good question. I mean, um, it's not that I wasn't thinking about it. Yeah. Um, but, um, and maybe I was, was in the sense um, lucky that it always occurred at a time where I might anyway have thought really to make a change. Yeah? Mm. Um, because I mean, I have been, as I said, with the KFW group for a long time and I certainly I didn't plan on that because I thought I'd take up my first job and then after three or five years I, I go somewhere else and, uh, and so on and so forth. But every time I was kind of at the point that I really wanted or had already taken first uh, thoughts or even initiatives that I really wanted to change, something happened and somebody was asking me, don't you want to do this or that as you described it? Yeah? So there was some coincidence in that as mm -hmm. well. Yeah? Mm -hmm. and, um, where I any, but I think it's anyway, I think, I mean, sometimes people honestly say, well, I more or less planned it that way and I first I did that and then I did that in my career and my planning was always to be here and to end up there and there. I'm not sure if that is true for too many people really. In hindsight it looks all that way yeah mm -hmm. but I think uh, there's more in coincidental yes. than we all might like to hear sometimes even yeah. I think that I think that the more important part is when the coincidence happens that you then have to take a decisive decision yes. do it or not yeah mm. and then you have if, if the chance is on the table and mm. the opportunity is on the table you should really grab it then and don't hesitate to do it mm. which is sometimes happening with us women that we might hesitate hesitate yeah. and wonder if we're able yeah. to do it yeah at, th at this stage so do, um, am I hearing from you that the recommendation is, or is, is, there, is there any recommendation behind what you're saying? 
Um, yeah, that, I mean, for, for, for women to come on that, mm. I was just, just, just yesterday, I had again, I had, uh, had here a couple of, no, more than a couple, six, seven young women here invited in DG women, which are, um, which are at the brink of, of making a next step. Yeah. And, uh, I, I talked to them a bit about how we were talking now and, um, I really trying, trying to. Yeah, to support them and to encourage them um, that they first take the opportunity when it's there, but but really uh, as well, I, I feel that that women very often still um, still underestimate what what they can and, and uh, that people. I always I always give the example. We have something like a. We, we do assessment centers for our young professionals to find out who might be uh, willing and able to, to go the next steps. Yeah? And if the results come up and they are the same result for a young man and a young woman, it's not for everybody that way, not too much generalizing, but still, I mean, if those two characters look at their results, it is more likely that the young man says, well, it's all great, just a few things I have to take care of, but sure I'm a leader the young woman with the same result looks at it and says well it's not bad yeah not bad but still I mean they have shown me where I still can grow and where I still a few weaknesses and I should work on my weaknesses before I really go to the next step yeah mm-hmm. and if I give a recommendation to young women I say well just don't do that yeah just <laughs> just do it just do it yeah because you anyway can't picture exactly what how it will be you can't know yourself so well really to be 100% sure how you act in a certain role so just just do it it's nothing about trying to do it and find out how you can how you can deal with it and what you're good in or not there's no other way than than doing it yeah mm-hmm. right. tell, tell, tell us more about uh, the last position is it you, you moved to the DUG after this uh, yes. board role that you had in, uh, in Frankfurt, that's right? That's right, yeah. yeah. Tell us more about your role today, because now you have this um, chairwoman of the management board <laughs> role. It's a difficult one. <laughs> it's a real difficult one. Yes. It's very unusual. I mean, internationally, uh, we, we don't see that um, because governance is just different in a, in a mm. lot of jurisdictions and a lot of countries and, yeah. and, and a lot of companies. Yeah, I started in DG uh, in uh, being in the role of, um, as, as we call it, more or less like a chief investment officer on, on being in, in charge of the business side and the market side. Mm-hmm. And uh, when uh, the last, um, my predecessor retired about one and a half years ago, there was the question who takes up this role as, as a chairperson. And mm-hmm. uh, then I, I said I like to do it and I was choosing to do it yeah so mm. I shifted again away a bit at least from from the business and the market and, and mm. the client relationship side and now in terms of um, in terms of what 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 I'm in charge of is, is uh, I just think in that sense classical CEO functions mm. so it means I'm in charge of uh, strategy communications um, I'm in charge of yeah as well the legal side I'm in charge of HR which mm. is important uh, so it's in that sense uh, pretty classical uh, CEO functions, uh, which have more. That I think brings brings it together. We have one person, as I said, who is in charge of the commercial and the business side, and one person on the ma- management board who is in charge of the risk and finance side. And if you wanna wanna uh, describe it that way, I'm in function of more the overall issues of the bank, which bring together both sides and yeah. and have an overall responsibility. Which is then strategy and is person uh, is HR and, and these kind mm-hmm. of, of things. Yeah. It means that the the last five years you have been in a position both to observe this organization growing, changing because five years is also is a good time to observe yes, s- yes. this kind of organization change. But you were not only observing, you were also influencing this yes, organization yes. in a particular direction. C- can you say a little bit more about uh, what you saw, the changes that you've seen the last or influenced the last five years mm-hmm. and, and where you see it moving in the future? Yeah. 
I think we are, I mean, it's always easily said and it's always probably true, but I think we are all in quite interesting times, yeah, um, mm -hmm. which is, uh, if you look at the international arena and in particular in developing and emerging countries, there's lots going on at the moment, yeah, I think, you know, the geopolitical issues which are around, uh, we see um, that some... Um, yeah, that some growth patterns don't work anymore that well as they did 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 for some years now. So we always in a in a changing business environment, and we always have to pay attention as with our with our institution and and the and the mission and the role we have. We have to pay a lot of attention where we where we work. We don't work here in Europe. We work outside of Europe in the emerging and developing countries. So for us, it's very important to pick up. Um, the trends there to see what and on the business side to see what is important might be important in the years to come how uh, what what corporates need in a certain country best what are the trends for example climate related issues get more and more important to give an example digitalization gets more and more important women's businesses get get more and more important so we always have to find a way to to pick the good stuff and the good points out of that yeah? and i think that is a constant uh, challenge and constant opportunity for us yeah? um yeah and then on the more um oh, may, may i interrupt you yeah. Fred? Um, could you give some concrete examples where you have seen a a shift or a real change in the organization in the last years where you say, yeah, that's really different now. Yeah, I think when, when it comes to more the, let's say, the internal side and the, and the, and the management of, of people and, and our business internally, um, I think with the shift we have been seeing um, over the last it's more than five years. I think what really is more challenging and what we're trying to find answers, and that means a shift then in, in mm -hmm. essence, is that the complexity of what we deal with has grown quite a bit. I mean, it's mm -hmm. nothing new. Lots of companies face that. So it is the complexity. It is the, it is the um, how fast things are happening. Yeah? And so um, I think the biggest shift is how you bring... A, a, a company or financial institution as we are which is has certain traditions has been around for 60 years and people have grown a certain culture and we are organized in a certain way yeah how we still can cope with that and I think we need to find partly new answers um, to um, to be able to 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 deal with that all that all these matters yeah because uh, a lot of ways and and thinking we are have been working for a long time I think um, they, 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 they run into limits and, and on that. I mean, to give you an example, do we really have, if you have a work process and you, if you work with a client to structure a transaction and, and do a due diligence and then got in, get into negotiating agreements with the client, I mean, we were used to that we have, um, that we do that subsequently step by step, first this and then that and then the next step and the next step. But since there is more complexity and we have to answer today way more questions, for example, not only credit, uh, credit issues, but environmental issues and social issues in the transaction, how we do it, there are way more people involved in it. Yeah? So it gets way more difficult to have this, this work one after the other. So you have to bring the people together from, in essence, essentially from day one when we are thinking about a transaction and find ways how they all, although they come from different, uh, maybe different organization units and have different uh, functions and, 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 and expertise and, 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 and things to work on, to bring them together and to work as a team, really to be able to cope with all the complexity and still deliver something on time or at, at least more quicker than, than maybe in, in another world. And I think that is, the biggest challenge at the moment, not only for DEG, but I think for a lot of companies. And I think then it was a time when the whole talk and started about agility and, 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 mm. and uh, new work um, new work ambitions. And we are in the midst of a, of a process and, and trying here to change the DEG to that matter as well. 
because I think it will uh, it will be necessary and it would help us to really uh, be successful in the future. But it is a lot of change in the in, in our minds, in all our minds, on the board as well, and all mm. on all um, on all levels. And it, it needs time, but uh, so far it, uh, we have uh, tried to, to set up a few examples, and to me it looks very promising, uh, and, and so we follow that, that path. Yeah. Do you uh, observe also some changes on the client side? Yes, too, because one might argue you're working with uh, transactions and, and people in the developing and the emerging world, uh, which may be backwards or whatever but that's exactly not true yeah i think what is uh, what would we what we uh, what we see and realize and what is actually really great i think uh, that there a lot of corporates take up even sometimes quicker the opportunity that for example digitalization provides today to to businesses where i take for example some examples of some financial institutions in the emerging markets in the developing markets they seem to be much quicker able to adapt the new technologies and way of working than, for example, traditional banks in Europe. Yeah? So they're and challenging you. They're challenging us in, in, in a certain way as well. And uh, I think that's great. Yeah? I love these uh, kind of clients and these examples because it shows you on the one side what opportunities there are created to new technologies and the new ways of, of dealing with people and, and, and so on and so forth. And it brings us together as well, yeah. And it's a, it's a working then on one level and eye to eye and in a mm. partnership. And I think that for me, these are the most um, most rewarding uh, times when I dealing with clients like that. Yeah. Mm. Where where do you see the if you if you look at the the, the future where where do you see the tendencies? Nobody knows the future, of course, but the tendencies that you're seeing for your organization. And the market where uh, you you are operating, um, I do see on I do see on the one side more volatility, yeah, um, even more, even more. I think yeah, I think so. I think we are, are getting in more volatility even now. Uh, that's one part. Um, I think that probably societies and and. Um, and uh, economies might change even quicker than they, they have in, in the past. Yeah? And so I think it is very important for us to, 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 to go forward or adapt that in our thinking. And that brings me back to what, I, what I've just said. I think we cannot rely anymore that we have been have had to stable partners in certain countries and we will have that for the next 10 years. Yeah? So I think we'll have to really, um, and we're working on that, uh, to first to pick up these trends quicker than we did in the past and then to, to really uh, develop ideas how we, how, we can, how we can deal with that. That is a very general answer now first, yes, yeah. Yes. But uh, let me give you a couple of examples. I mean, on the one, for example, I mean, the climate-related issues will, to all of us, play, play quite a bit of a role. Which impact does it have on your it's, business? It has impact on the business that we think uh, that a lot of uh, developing countries will be affected by it, uh, maybe even more than, than we here in Europe, yeah. So there is, uh, on, 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 and that's the one part, and on the other side, they want to grow their economies, yeah? And um, that is not always um, aligned, these two things, yeah? So it is important for us to find ways to pick, to pick the opportunities which bring both things together, yeah? In, in terms of showing, uh, showing companies or developing the, the, together with the companies where they can grow their business in, let's say, in an energy-efficient way. And what time, what does it mean in terms of financing? How do we have to adapt to these, uh, to these uh, examples? And, and if you look at what is asked, or what we think is asked, that we really should have a focus on climate-related climate issue, what does it mean in, in best available technologies that we finance? How do we find them together? Or how do our clients find them? And how can we finance them? Yeah? So I think this whole subject will grow way more into... Um, will get way more important in the future and quite honestly we're only at the beginning to understand mm. that what it mm. means for us yeah but for the future i think it will pay a lot of uh, it, it will it will um, it will be very important yeah. do you have the feeling that some of your competitors are, are moving faster than you yeah faster yeah we, we sometimes uh, 
get this idea, I wonder that what they think about us. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not sure if, 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 if how it is you look at yourself and others look at you. Yeah, but, but I think we all have the feeling that uh, given the circumstances, to put it that way, that we have to make, that we have to get faster and get, uh, and get more speed in a lot of ways. Um, and um, yeah, sometimes I think our some of our competitors are faster than us. That has to do something with the sometimes with the framework because some work on the banking regulatory um, scheme and some don't. We do, and that doesn't make you really faster. Mm -hmm. uh, that mm -hmm. makes you slower. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that isn't that is an issue. Yeah. But on the other side, I think nobody is fast in in general. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it is it is a question of what you pick for your organization because you think you have a good chance to do that and develop that and then be quick and have an answer and be be in front of others in, in that what you choose. I mm -hmm. think that is uh, that is an important part of it. Mm -hmm. yeah. If you if you consider the challenges that you have been through as an organization in the last years and the ones that you're seeing coming what how do you translate it in terms of leadership how does it change the way you lead yeah i think it it has um it it has to do and it i think it needs more and that is difficult when you work as we are in a 60 year old organization i think it is if you want to have an answer for that you you have to uh, to support um to support change in very very much in general and mm. to find ways to give example for that uh, new ideas that we as, in, as, in, as as a management board support and ask for new ideas and support that and follow that through the organization make things happen i think it is very important to to have good examples which will have been working well in terms of change and in, in, in provide in, in, in providing good results in, 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 a, in a good in a, in a good amount of time to create that yeah and so that people see now yeah we can we can do it differently we can be more creative we can do be more quicker example? yeah we have uh, one or two examples where we have been growing in new business ideas just recently we're still in the process of implementing that mm -hmm. and it's but it's um, I think it's 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 working quite quite well um, I think we have created over the last couple of years uh, some good means and instruments for um, giving better advice to our clients. We call that business support mm -hmm. services, which we have grown quite a bit and which shows very good results. We have been growing and giving good, uh, good results and good, uh, good development in our own way of measuring our impact we make, which is a new way of thinking. And we have it on the business side, yeah, on, on Africa in particular, where we have are about to create new instruments which um, better serve uh, the purpose, just very broadly explained. So there are examples in different in different mm -hmm. areas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have you changed the last years? Is this job changing you, or has it changed you? Yes, I think it's. I mean. It's a big word, change, yeah, yeah. because in particular when you're over 50, it's always a question how much can you change. So I don't think that it changes your basic personality or whatever. But I think uh, in, in, in the way of dealing with people and looking at businesses, it's always eyes opening when you, have, when you get into a new role and into a new uh, company or, okay, it's still mm -hmm. the same group, but culture is different from, mm -hmm. from and, the, and the mission is different and the culture is different from the, from the business units I used to work before and that changes your way because I mean it's you're challenged in a different way people challenge you in a different way when you have been in one organization for longer time then you are kind of accustomed, accustomed to and everybody mm -hmm. is accustomed to you and maybe has accepted more or less weaknesses and strengths in a certain way and when you get into a new situation, people look at you in a different way and challenge you in a different way. And that makes you think or made me think of a couple of things again. And um, yeah, in that sense, I think there might there are probably a couple of changes you, you make in, in the way you're handling your business. Uh, may may I, I provoke you a little bit? And um, if, I, if I asked your team 
Yeah. The people reporting to you or who have been mm. reporting to you the last years, um, to talk about you, what, what, what do you think they would say about you? Good question, always a good question. I think they would probably say um, uh, somebody from brings a lot of know-how and expertise to the company. Yeah? And, uh, they would probably talk about the of being authentic, yeah? that they can trust me. That's actually something probably, you, you mentioned it earlier, I think most people come across that <laughs> sooner or later, um, that I have probably pretty I'm not a person who has uh, lots of ups, ups, ups and downs. So I think emotionally, I'm emotionally, so yeah, I, I mm -hmm. think I'm I'm pretty stable in that way, mm -hmm. which um, I guess is helpful in, in some situations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People might know that I'm probably not a person who jumps exactly on the first idea momentarily, mm -hmm. but. One can talk to me about every idea, and if it's a good idea and we find a good way of doing that, I think then I can be convinced mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of moving forward. And then, if we may take this decision, and now I take it, then I can then can be very supportive in pushing that through. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are they things? Are we coming slowly uh, to the end of this uh, this conversation? And. Um, Two, two, last, two last questions. Um, are there things that you still want to explore or learn or, or influence, explore, learn or influence for yourself or for this organization in, in the near future? Is this something that are really important to you, for yourself or for your organization? I think what, what would be what I think would be important important for me and the organization is really I if I paint a picture then I would say I would love to see it that we as DEG are in a good way able to yeah to adapt to the different circumstances in the world we are in and that comes back to this issue more volatility more change. Um, thinking very much from our client's perspective, um, working in a way together in the organization that through the way how we are working together as teams, as transaction teams or whatever, that really come to good good results. Yeah? And I think if that could be created, um, I I think that would be would be great. Yeah. The speed or the Collective Both. Work. I think oh. it needs. I think that's two sides of a coin. Coin. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it is. It is speed. It is, but it is collective working, and it is, and it is fun then too. I think people enjoy that. Yeah? Mm -hmm. yeah. Because they have more chances to develop themselves. They get out of their box more, and uh, with the interaction, the closer interaction with other, and the interaction in a different way, I think there can be created a lot of uh, motivation and. and and focus out of it, mm -hmm. and I think I'd love to see, see that. Yeah. How far are you from this picture, from this vision? Um, I think we have some islands where this is already pretty good and pretty close. And as I said, I think it's important to support these more to show really what can be done. And there are some that are dragging a bit behind. So I think it's not there are different su subcultures even sometimes mm -hmm. in an institution. I think the same is true for DEG. So the picture is not the same everywhere, everywhere and yeah. there are some, as I said, some outstanding islands uh, where I think there's a lot of that already inherent and others that are still a bit lagging behind. Yeah? But I think um, since it's great people here in DEG and everybody's, our mission I think is, is, is very motivating for people and people love, the people that work here really mostly love to work here and love what they do because there is some some sense in it what we are doing there is some purpose in it what we are doing and that gives so much motivation to the people that i think in the end whatever we we want to achieve uh, can be done yeah because it's so such a good basis to, to mm -hmm. work from yeah? mm -hmm. anything that you want for yourself that you want to learn or explore for yourself 
Yeah, because I mean, when when you go trying to go such a way, I mean, it certainly changes again the picture of uh, of uh, people on a senior management level. Yeah, because it is not that you can, as a senior management person, stay as you were or we all are aware or whatever, and the rest of the organization you are asked to change or you want to mm-hmm. want to change. Yeah, so it does something with uh, management too. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have you find other ways of collaborating of, of making decision making of, of communication and all that and mm. it, 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 it is needed and it needs to be done and uh, and that part is um, yeah it's, it's for me as well very motivating yeah. because it is a change compared to 15 years ago 20 years ago when I had my first uh, position as a, as a leader as, as, mm. as if, I w- if you want to say so there it was all way more traditionally set and then you were in a, in a certain structure and it was very clear what the structure was and everybody wanted worked full time and nobody worked from home and nobody worked from mm-hmm. here and there. It was all very clearly structured and when I compare, compare that to today's world, it has tremendously changed. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah wonderful. Last, last thing, last thought about leadership to conclude this conversation, so anything you would like to share, a thought that is yeah, important to you in terms of describing leadership or what it is for you? Yeah, I think what, what it is for me, it is about, um, it's maybe too, I don't know, maybe not nothing special, but in, in, in the sense, it is about people yeah, in its pure sense. Yeah? Mm. And it is in that sense, it is about yourself your role it is about of your role your 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 peers and colleagues and it's about a role from everybody else it is about people yeah? mm. and uh, in particular i think in finance institutions because when you look at a finance institution you don't have any other material yeah that is delivered you to you and you make something out of it yeah it is it is people and in today's world is it which is very important too yeah but it's basically people. Our what our value and what we stand for is in the is in the head and in the brains and in the heart of our people, yeah, mm-hmm. and of our, of our all of us. And mm-hmm. that makes it makes leadership uh, truly a b- people's deepest issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, <laughs> thank you very much, Christian. Thank was you. very very interesting, and uh, thank you very much for playing the game and for <laughs> sitting with me here in Cologne. And having this conversation, it was a real pleasure. Thanks for me too. And um, yeah, it was a thank you for asking these very diligent and good questions, <laughs> which lead me the way. And uh, thank you very much. I enjoyed it as well. Thank you. Welcome. Thanks for listening. That was another edition of Leadership Backstage. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. And if you want to know more about me or have a conversation with me, you can get in touch via dsh-internationalhr.com.